0: Today's guest on the No Limits podcast is an exceptional young woman, Liv Chapman. Liv is 22 years old. She was born with a limb difference. She's a fellow janner, and she's an exceptional human being. I am not going to steal her thunder. You need to listen to this story. She is very wise for her age. She has her head absolutely screwed on the right way and she is the kind of young woman that i would encourage both of my daughters to look up to to follow and to aspire to be like and to live like ladies and gentlemen i'm not saying any more than that please welcome to today's episode live chapman live good morning and welcome To the No Limits podcast. Thank you so much for getting up your time uh, to come and speak to me this morning.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure.
0: Now, we just had a little chat off of there and I admitted to you that I did a little bit of digging around online to try and find out some information to kind of guide this whole episode, but I couldn't find a lot. So I would really like you from as early as you want to start uh, and from wherever you're comfortable to, to tell us your story, tell the listeners a little bit about live, um, a little bit about Liv's life and what it is that you do now. And I will jump in when and where I can to dig in a little bit because I'm really interested in people's mindsets. So I guess over to you.
1: Okay, great. So, hi everyone. My name is Liv Honey Chapman. I'm 22 years old and I'm from Plymouth. I was born with one hand. Uh, so my right hand, I was born without fingers. And um, when I was two, I had a toe transfer, which means they took the second toe on my right foot and popped it on my hand just to give me a little bit of a grip and a pinch um, so I could use it um, like I would my other hand Um, and so from the age of about two to late I was in and out of hospital quite a bit um, with appointments and um, operations and things like that Um, and from a young age you know I was part of um, charities and different um, limb difference um, organisations that sort of like gave me support and helped my family to support me as well um, and it gave me the opportunity to meet other kids like me. Um, my family could speak to other families who were going through the same thing with their children and because I was the first born of my parents I think you know it's a big thing because they just expected this little perfect little child and they you know, got a big, perfect little child yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like no. a, it's quite scary. It's quite daunting, and I don't, I don't envy them what it must have been like. Um, quite scary. But you know, my mum always used to say that I would give her just a look when I was a, even when I was a baby, and just say, you know, it's going to be all right, mum. We're going to be fine. Um, and the things that she would worry about would be things like, oh, would she ever be? Because when I had my toe transfer, obviously, like that gave me one less toe on my foot. So. I guess she thought things like oh she'll never be able to wear flip-flops you know things that are just that just you know aren't massively important grand scheme of things but it's just as a mum you just worry like the littlest Mm -hmm. things like that um so that's kind of me growing up and in school like my friends were like so supportive of me and I never failed to make friends I was never bullied like luckily um I never tried to make it a big deal or anything um, I wanted to be treated like anyone else um, and I think I was the majority of the time um until you know someone would ask me about it and then I would kind of oh yeah I forgot about that and um, mm-hmm. this is me this is who I am this is you know I was just born this way um it's not due to any condition as far as I'm aware I know there's a lot of variety of limb difference out there um but yeah just happened one day and uh, so growing up it was it was interesting. Um, I quite, I guess I quite like being different, but then I guess it, it maybe had a little knock-on effect of my confidence in a way. Um, so I would kind of hide it a lot um, subconsciously just because I didn't, I was quite a shy child and I didn't always like the attention. It wasn't because of who I was or what I was living with, but it was because I didn't like the attention and um, the sort of that sort of feel that came with it like oh no like oh sorry and it's like well no don't be sorry you know I love it I it's it's who I am and I'm happy to talk about it you know Um, and I think the older I get the more I think why would I why would I want to be like everyone else you know Uh why why have I hidden it all these years and why haven't I gone straight in for a handshake, an interview with my right hand, like everyone else does? Why have I hesitated, put it in my pocket, or been so nervous that I just, you know, crossed my arms and that makes the interview go bad? Because I'm just constantly thinking about that. Whereas if I just addressed it beforehand, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. it just flow easier. Um, that's another thing as well, like addressing it first like firsthand if i meet anyone new if i'm in a new scenario or like an interview or i'm going on a date for instance with someone new i will always make sure that they know about my hand before i meet them and i guess it's just in my head that i don't want there to be any awkwardness i want the the like the meeting or whatever to just go smoothly and is it to be like anyone else would without hiding something um And so I always, you know, give them like a little heads up, which puts my mind at at ease. But also for them, I just don't want them to feel on edge as well, because it's not something that I'm uncomfortable talking about at all. But I know some people sometimes who are able-bodied are like, don't know how to approach it and don't want to offend me as well. Because there's a fine line with like in this day and age, especially like offending people like the smallest comment. But, you know, I make jokes about my hand all the time and. I used to work in a retirement village and uh, that generation, they're just so old fashioned. And I guess you hear the odd word and you think, "Mm, you can not really say that anymore. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, yeah, I won't won't need to repeat what they say, but um, bless them. So that's kind of me like growing up. And then more recently, um, kind of within the last year, I thought you know what I want to give modeling a go and I've always loved photography and um went to look at you know some big agencies and was no good just for the size of my you know physique and proportion that I am Um, and I thought well why don't I flip it on its head because there aren't many disability agencies I know around Um, why don't I change it to be about my body and my face and just make it about my hand and you know even if I stand with my face my hand covering my face in front of the camera like at least that's getting some sort of you know publicity out there about people who are you know born differently um so I guess I I just started contacting a lot of people in Plymouth and I got so many you know positive feedback so much positive feedback and I was really kind of overwhelmed I didn't expect it at all um and people you know wanting to meet up and do shoots and things um and then being paid for a couple of jobs which is amazing and then one day I kind of stumbled across this agency um, just this guy who just finished uni and he just um, created this agency off his own back really with a few friends Um, he lived in Bristol and he called me up to Bristol for a shoot one day and the agency is called Able Model Management and um, they basically are a disability agency um not that I would ever call my hand a disability but we can get onto that (laughs) because I've got views on that um but yeah it really it was just amazing that I finally found you know a place that I just fitted into and I like and it wasn't that I'd never felt like I'd fitted in but just somewhere that I felt content and happy and like confident and yeah strong enough to pursue what i was interested in what I wanted to sort of get out there really. Um, and I think that was about a year ago now. Um, so I'm still, you know, signed up with them, which is really cool. And we've done like loads of other stuff since, obviously with COVID, it's been harder. Um, but yeah, they're, um, they've been super, super cool. And um, getting to meet so many like a variety of different people as well, like from walks of life. Um, I actually met, met, one of my best friends who I've only known for like a couple of months up there. Um, mm-hmm. and it turned out we were actually both from Plymouth. We traveled separately, but oh, we'd wow. met. and she's from Plymouth as well. Um, so it was crazy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was amazing. Like just to meet different people and connect in that way really. Um, and then from then on, I've kind of wanted to, promote myself more on social media. So I've used, um, I have two accounts. So I have um, one for my PT account and I have a modelling account. So it's like a limb advocacy account. And um, it first originated from when I used to love photography at school. Um, and then I kind of used to, I started uploading um, things to do with my modelling and how I was getting on and pictures of my hand. And I remember the first time You know, I think a few years back, when I, two years ago, I posted a picture of just my hand, and then I, you know, thought, oh my, that's a huge relief for me. That's a huge, you know, thing for me to do because I would always hide it, and nobody ever knew what I was living with, Um, and nobody ever really knew, and not that it mattered, but it's just a massive thing when, you know, it's in the back back of your mind or like the Mm -hmm. elephant in the room. That is something about you, Um, and it's the biggest like part of me. So it's you know why would I hide it but anyway so I remember posting that and I guess I just kind of started to make that Instagram um, just particular to that sort of thing and um, I had a lot of then again I had a lot of positive you know feedback from mums and from kids who were like you've really helped me you know embrace who I am and start posting about um, what I'm living with and things um, and that's an amazing feeling. You know, I just want to help people. Um, and I just want them to see, you know, it's not all to do with social media, and you will get some negative comments and there are some nasty people out there, but that it's not something that you should ever hide because it's who you are. Um, and so with that I kind of got into um a lot more accounts who do the same thing. Um a lot more charities. I was part of a charity, as I said when I was growing up, called Reach, um, who work with children with upper limb differences, um, and they got me back on because um, I left. I kind of left for a bit while I was a teenager, um, just typical teenager, um, and so I joined again. And uh, yeah, I did a I kind of, I did a um, virtual day on on um zoom with them and um there was loads of celebs on it and it was really cool like Lauren Stebman, Alex Brooker um and me and two other girls <clears throat> um we talked about our- ourselves like we are now um and it was really positive and it was a really good experience to me because I've always been really shy and I've never ever thought I would ever be able to talk about myself you know I've done it for about (laughs) 15 minutes now but um yeah I never thought I would ever be able to speak so confidently and I think it just comes with experience and um yeah you just have to keep doing it, I suppose um but that's been really good and a few other charities as well and people just getting connected like even from all over the world it's been it's been amazing so that sort of led me on to um a, f- a few months ago, I went to Australia um, in New- in November. So I flew to Melbourne with the idea of having a year's visa out there um, and traveling and working. Um, and then within 12 months, see where I was at. Um, and then COVID happened. Mm. So I came back in April um, just because it was the best thing to do. You know, I didn't have a job. Um, at that time the UK was at a better point with the virus than Australia was Um, and so I came to the decision with my parents that I would come home so I came home in April and then I guess with that in mind I just you know it was an amazing experience I've got got to see New Zealand over there while I was over there um, as well and then I came home And I guess I was kind of at a dead end like I was before, um, you know, before I left um, with nothing to keep me busy, no job or anything. Um, And I was just stumbling across a few courses on on the computer one day and I found this PT course. And I thought, you know, I've always loved fitness. Uh, I've had a PT before. I know how they work. You know, I love I love being in the gym. Why not make my hobby a job and I thought I'd give that a go so I did um I did a brief course during the last lockdown and um yeah I've been qualified since November I think Mm -hmm. um and I guess starting anything during this time is quite tricky because not a lot of people are out and about or want to be starting new things when we can't meet up face to face um as easily as we could before Um, which I completely like respect. I understand that. So it's been tricky, but I'm really enjoying it, and um, you know, building up my clientele and kind of sharing my story as well as being someone there to to help people grow and get stronger and working around you know um, adaptations. Because I think that with my experience with my hand and stuff, I've been able to really. Um, just to really like know what it's all about you know I've had to just adapt like anyone else would Um, and you find the way around things that suit you and I just think that's really important for everyone to understand is that like nobody is the same nobody does the same things um, the same way Um, so yeah I really want to work with um, young women as well Um, promoting that body confidence um, and for them to not be so um, maybe self-conscious of themselves in the gym or any sort of environment because I've been there and yeah um, I think I could just sort of input some of my experience onto them so that's kind of where I'm at at the minute really Um, just taking each day that comes I have a couple of clients I'm allowed to meet one-to-one with in a park and we do an hour session and yeah they're really loving it um just building up experience um I've met some great friends during knockdown, um weirdly enough and they're all mad fitness freaks and so we all keep each other sane with you know new ideas and virtual mm-hmm. workouts and things like that so yeah so I'm taken each day as it comes but that's all we can do I suppose so that's kind of me in a nutshell
0: did I hear right at the beginning you said you're 22 yeah that's a that's a lot to have done in your life in 22 years especially with the difficulties I imagine that you faced when you were growing up so and I don't know whether you, you feel it inside, but you come across very confident and very empowering. Um, okay. But, and, and I, I did check out your social media. I saw this, the adaptions mm-hmm. you do with TheraBands and stuff, you know, I, I do the same kind of stuff. Um, and what you just said about, you know, get, I, I just, it sounds a bit corny, but I, I get goosebumps when you were talking about putting it out there on social media mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, just, Using your quote unquote disability as a superpower to encourage yes. other people, because I've got a daughter, she just turned 16 and you're the exact kind of person that I want to direct her to follow on social media, not these, you know, the false people, the the people with, I'm saying this with a ring light in front of me, but all the white <laughs> lighting and all the filters and you know, that just put this, I was going to say unrealistic expectation on what you should aim to be but just the the wrong expectation because you should embrace you you know for who you are flaws and all but I want to rewind right back to the beginning because I'm Mm -hmm. always really interested in people's mindsets yeah and how they develop their mindsets now when you were growing up you know you said you weren't bullied which is phenomenal um I think that's great but I want to know what helped you develop that, the confidence to not have things be about your hand, your toe, whatever it is. I mean, it, it comes from different places, from your environment, parents, peer groups, uh, the whatever, whether you know it or not, what you choose to consume from the TV, podcast, radio, whatever it is you listen mm-hmm. to, that magazines you read, it all shapes you when you're growing up. So where, how did your mindset developed from an early age to because it sounds like you embraced it straight away and I'm sure there were times when you said why me but Mm -hmm. it seems like the majority of the time you've embraced it and ran with it and used it like I said as a superpower so how did that mindset develop
1: okay so first I want to just thank you for saying I seem confident because my whole life I've been told you know lives the quiet one she's shy blah 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 but I think doing like this sort of thing I flip myself and just say like you can do it it's fine like you'll you'll be fine so I just want to say thanks for that um but yeah um my mindset I guess like I said my parents were amazing and supportive and there was always that sort of force like a network behind me and they were amazing and um bringing me up and they didn't like I said I think they just didn't make it a big deal and that's the difference is that if you make it if you make it something to fuss about then you're you're more aware of it in my opinion I think because I it was kind of not forgotten about but it was just yeah lives fine like there's you know there's nothing I say wrong with you know speech marks but um yeah. Um, and so it was, it was forgotten about. And because I never struggled with anything um, and I didn't complain about it, I just got on with day to day and it wasn't like get up. Oh, I have to think about how to tie my shoe and how to get mm-hmm. changed. And Oh no. Um, I hate getting up every day and doing this because I can't do it it's because I think I could do it. And I was very lucky that I learned quite quickly to, I think it's different when you're born with something like this, to like yourself have to adapt because obviously you're used to something before. Um, and I was never used to anything like that. Um, and from a baby, I would always, you know, learn that I had to use my left hand instead of my right because there weren't any fingers there. Um, and so that that was the my like that's how I guess my positive mindset first began when I was very very young um and then school was the same again um I was in quite a small school and um I've always been quite a determined child and stubborn so I guess that helped in the way that there was nothing that I didn't I wanted to let stop me from doing um, and I always you know I always wanted to be sure that I could do it and if I couldn't do it the first time I'd do it again and you know I, I I didn't like anyone doing things for me because they felt like I couldn't do it or I wasn't quick enough you know so I'd be like nope I can do it um and I would I would do it and I'd I'd stay there for as long as I needed until I did what it was um and I think people saw that early on and thought you know she's she's got a lot of willpower and you know let her do her thing and um that's fine and that's how we learn and make mistakes and grow and you know do it all again and develop and things um and then uh i was part of reach again i was taking part in lots of activities you know outside of school and um i like to go away with and um, reach quite a lot and um they used to do um residential weeks with kids like me um I say like me, um, as in, you know, children with um, differences that they were born with. Um, that could be a range of things, you know, um, one arm or um, no arms even. Um, and yeah, and it, that was amazing because we would do things on those weeks like rock climbing and kayaking and raft building and learn how to cook and learn how to you know look after ourselves I think I was about 10 years old Um, you know make make your bed and things like that and and because everyone's kind of in the same boat as well like with just learning to adapt different things to suit them that that was a major I guess that was a major influence on my life without really realizing it um, at the time that I wasn't just isolating myself from Things that I that seemed impossible for me to do, you know, I rock climbing. Like, you know, oh, she'll never be able to do that. How can you do that with one hand? Well, you know, I did it, and it's because I absolutely love things like that. I'm such an adrenaline junkie, um and yeah, I'm not gonna let you know. I'm not gonna let my hand stop me. And I think it's you know, in all putting things in perspective, it's what it's like what your mind your mind's the only thing that can stop you um and if you say i can't do something then you'll never do it unless you change your mindset and think i can do that it might be scary i might take a bit longer i might do it a bit differently but i can do it and i think it's this a major thing to just say you just you can do something um if people believe you can or not Um, so I guess doing things out of my comfort zone has really helped me a lot because I could have easily, you know, stayed inside and cried about it and, you know, say, oh, I'll never, I'll never do that. Um, I'll never travel. I'll never, you know, be a PT or I'll never be a model. And you just have to, you know, kind of say, well, no, I'm going to do that thing, that's what I want to do, and that's that really.
0: You're very wise for a 22-year-old. You, you're you saying things to me now, right, that I massively resonate <laughs> with that have taken me 37 years to learn. And and that's from mm. traveling the world, meeting thousands of people, reading books, going on courses, you know, yeah. and, and you seem to have got this all weighed off at 22. Do you know what I mean? So kudos for wow. that. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, yeah, I like to be around people that sort of stimulate my mind and like my thoughts and i'm not always the loudest person in the room but you know i find it hard sometimes to have my own opinion on things but i guess when it's something talking like this it's it's easy to resonate with so yeah i'm quite passionate about it
0: i can see (laughs) so if if you're comfortable um you know you're a very positive person but i try to be that there must there must be and I imagine more so growing up than there are now, there must be challenges, things that you found difficult physically, mentally, you know, if you're comfortable talking about that, what what mm-hmm. are the biggest challenges of, I, I'm just going to call it differences, because I think we're yeah. both uncomfortable with the word disability, you know, so living with differences, you know, what's the most challenging part of that?
1: I mean, that's really tricky because, I never felt like I I don't know what the right word is to be to say that I struggled because I like consciously never thought I struggled with my mental health or anything um and I kind of I would dismiss if I ever felt low or down um and say you know I'm fine because I probably was at the time um so that is a tricky one. Um I think do, probably... do you feel
0: sorry to interrupt. No, it's
1: fine.
0: Do, do you feel and I say this to a lot of people. And I don't know if you ever thought about this, but do you ever mm. feel very lucky that you were born in this day and age? Because you rewind 100 years, you know, people with disabilities, their life was very very different. You know, yeah. we were we were the freaks and mm. we were, you know, for, for someone like me without legs you you had no choice you had to be in a wheelchair there was no high-tech prosthetics and you had Mm. to rely on people and I imagine it was really rough right Mm -hmm. And and I almost feel like no I do feel unbelievably grateful to be the way I am now in this day and age with the technology the support the awareness the fact that like you said you know it's I've got this image in, in my mind now when you said about this picture you took of your, your hand in front of your face and mm. put, you put it on social media that stuff a hundred years ago well whenever not even, even more recently than that would have been shied away from yeah. and it would have been taboo but now it's it's the opposite like I said I want to get my daughter now to look at your Instagram no. to, to look look up to you as opposed to I don't even want to go down this road because I'm a a big, I I don't, I'm not a big fan of like influencers as they call themselves. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. like real people that lead real lives and take the challenges they faced and use it to help other people. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't remember what my question was. I think it was that, do you feel like it's grateful to in this day and age where you can Mm. embrace it and use it in a positive way?
1: Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, as well, if there wasn't anything like social media, I guess people wouldn't know about people like us and it, it would be harder to, you know, integrate and live in society where there are differences and, you know, it'd be boring if everyone was the same, but mm-hmm. a lot of people who aren't brought up with, um, you know, like a variety of different people aren't used to us and or aren't used to people who have disabilities or look a certain way Um, i mean that doesn't yeah that doesn't just go to say with it stops at disability either i mean race ethnicity anything like if you're not if you're not surrounded by a variety of people then i guess it's harder for other people to sort of sympathize with someone who's not like themselves Um, So I would say that I'm quite... Yeah, I do feel quite lucky in this day and age. Um, But I guess with social media, it does come a negative... Mm. um, A bit of negativity, unfortunately. Um, And I guess in a world where there wasn't social media, there would be kind of less um, impact on young men and women's mental health and things like that. Um, But I guess... Now disability is kind of, is trying to be seen as, I think more more people are pushing for this now, which is amazing, that it's not a bad thing and that it's, you know, something to be proud of and it's not limiting in any way um, because whether or not I'm called disabled, um, whether I have a disability or not, you know, it doesn't disable me in any way. There's nothing I can't do. I haven't found that I can't do yet. And until that day, You know I probably will be determined enough to to do it um so yeah so I would agree with you there and say we are quite lucky um god knows what would have happened to me like you say years ago um you know my mum probably would have been called a few names um and that's quite hard especially like for my even would be my grandparents like age um it would have been quite a big thing to have to deal with and getting looks in the street. And I can't imagine what, you know, my parents or I would have had to have gone through. Um, So yeah, I do agree with you there.
0: I I try and teach my kids, you know, it's all about reframing it and the way (laughs) you look at things. So I always, I always say to it, it's great that we get VIP parking, you know, other people call it a disabled space. I call it VIP parking. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, if we're in a, a restaurant or somewhere, I use the executive bathroom, not the disabled toilet. It's the executive okay. bathroom because it's bigger. It's always cleaner. It's always smells good. Do you know what I mean? So it that, does as well, yeah. I know. I it's almost like that. it's almost like this. Is, these are advantages. I feel like a VIP. I get my own, you know, parking space close to the venue. I get the big, lovely bathroom with loads of space in it where you can have a... A party in there if you want to. You don't have yeah. anyone staring at you. You just, you know what I mean. I reframe it to try and rewire their brains to take what
1: mm-hmm.
0: back in the day was a, a negative and flip it, you know, into a positive.
1: Yeah, hundred
0: percent. So going forward, modelling, PT, in what's the dream?
1: The dream. Funnily enough, the dream when ever since I was younger was to be a singer okay um and I that's the sec that's the next step is that I something that I battle with daily mentally and every like every way is that you know I just haven't plucked up the courage yet to do it and I guess everything else I'm comfortable with and that's something that is majorly out of my comfort zone but something I absolutely love and I want to keep you know making it so that I I am enjoying singing and not make it something that I end up hating because of pressure or falling out of love with it because I'm, you know, too hard on myself. Um, but the near, the near future, I mean, the goals and dreams would be to build up, you know, a successful business with my PTing, um, definitely get more professional with my modeling. Um, you know, maybe travel with it once we're allowed to, um, and kind of just build on my social media, um, trying to get you know as many um, as many eyes on it as I can. Um, I'm not too worried about followers. I know it used to bother me. You know, people don't think you're that popular if you haven't got millions and millions of followers. But the followers that I do have are solid. You know, solid followers of my work and of my story. Sure. And you know, they'll whether it's I think I've only got about 900 maybe, you know, whether it's that or not or nine, at least those people are solid members and of a community and they share experiences and they're interactive and, you know, they're positive people and you can always turn them off if you don't want to see them or don't want to hear from them. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's another good thing. I think I is really good for, teenagers or young children adults to know is that you can always turn off from it and you don't have to listen to any negativity you can delete the account block them turn your phone off there's always that option there so yeah so the near future just working on everything just developing more really love to get onto more chats like this it's been really good today um yeah really enjoyed it um so yeah just just kind of getting my story out there and see see where it leads
0: well if I can do anything to help you I will I in fact tell everyone now where they can find you
1: on social so my social pretty straightforward um my PT account is um at Liv so L-I-V fit for all um all one word and that's the same for Facebook or you can Facebook me at Liv Chapman And my um, limb difference account is at live underscore honey, because that's my middle name, underscore photography. So, and that's the main two that I use. Um, I'm also, you know, my DMs are always open. You can WhatsApp me. I'm happy to answer any questions, have a chat. Um, That's where you can find me.
0: Well, I I will put links to all of that in... Uh, in the show notes here and, and on the social media, directing people to your page. Any final thoughts, any final things you would like to share?
1: Um, good question.
0: I mean, you've Have said you so any- many positive things yeah. so far and I think I'd, I'd really love young people more than anything to hear this and to, to hear your yeah. messages and to follow you and, to you know you're very authentic you know and I think that's what a lot of us miss you know with social media we we, Mm. we've seen it all the people in the Lamborghinis buy my course and you earn seven figures a year you know it's there's too much falseness and you're you seem very authentic so I am going to encourage as many people on my social to follow your social as I can and if there's anything I can do outside of that. Um, just let me know but yeah any any final messages
1: mm. there's one quote that I live by and that is embrace and uncover and yeah if I was just just to finish on anything today it would be that um, you'll hear it a lot from me on my socials and if you meet me in person and it's just something that I've only recently started to listen to and incorporate in my life and that is just to embrace what i have and also uncover uncover to the world you know what it is that i'm proud of and that, that i'm all about really and i think it's just it has made me who i am today
0: awesome awesome well Liv, listen thank you for giving up your time today I've, it's been great i've really enjoyed this um and i yeah, can't wait to get this can. all out there
1: thank you so much for having me yeah
0: No problem. And like I said, if if there's anything I can do, I've got a lot of friends within Plymouth in the fitness space, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff. If there's anything I can do to to help you on your journey, just let me know and I'll be more than happy.
1: Great. Thank you so much. Maybe I'll see you around one day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when the world goes back to normal. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Liv. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I told you at the beginning, she was an exceptional young woman and I'm sure after listening to that episode that you agree with me. Guys, as always, thank you for everything you do to help support the podcast. Those of you that have joined my Facebook supporters group, thank you for that. That enables this podcast to be supported on another level. As always, I appreciate your comments, your shares, the subscriptions on YouTube, If you have any suggestions for exceptional people with exceptional stories that you think deserve to share them, please reach out, DM me, email me. I'm very easy to get hold of. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about sharing, empowering stories, getting them out to the masses and inspiring and motivating everyone that we can get to listen. Guys, thanks again and I'll see you in the next episode. Wait, 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 I messed up, I messed up, I very quickly got to throw this in because a lot of people have been asking about this, what is my Facebook supporters page? I'm going to put a link in all the show notes to this, click on it, jump over to my Facebook page, there's a blue button at the top that says become a supporter, you can find out a little bit more about it there, but it's a an incredible way that Facebook have come up with that can support creators to earn a living and create a revenue stream doing what they love things like podcasts vlogs and all that cool stuff i've got a cool bunch of people on there right now i'd love to add to that so i can continue to do what i do guys thank you i'm out now sorry for the uh, edit catch you next time